Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for a special edition with a special guest. Uh, Pastor Corey, who do we have with us today? Well, we have Annie Pillars, the director of Palouse EMS and uh, the Palouse uh, Emergency Medical Services. And Annie, welcome to our, our podcast. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate being invited. Yeah, this is actually your second time on the show. She's a pro. Uh, yeah, so you were on the show way <laughs> back, back when we started with a Friends of Hospice thing, but but today we're talking about COVID-19 issues, and thank you for being willing to come on the show. Um, I, I guess my first question for you, Annie, is uh, what, what do you want to emphasize to uh, Palouse and whoever's listening to this about the the COVID-19 situation? You know, I think I'll speak specifically to what Palouse is doing. And what Palouse is doing is really a coordinated effort together as a community. And I think that makes a big difference within our community. You know, we've seen people from city government. We've seen people from private sector. We've seen our churches. We've seen people form groups to help others either with chores or financially. And EMS part has been to help provide good quality care timely and effectively for folks in our community. So there's a good community coordination going together. Great. Um, very positive uh, is what I've been seeing. People working together, combining efforts. Um, let me ask you some specific EMS questions for folks. What? When do they call in and who should they call for what? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If people, this is kind of the end of flu season, maybe normally, but, you know, so they could have symptoms. Maybe they're COVID, maybe they're not. What What, what is the, the EMS suggestion about when do you call in and who do you call and who do you call for what? You know, if a person without exception is having a medical emergency of any kind where they um, are having difficulty literally getting breath, they're having heart problems, they've injured themselves, without exception, those are 911 calls with an immediate medical emergency. However, many times in our day, in our weeks, we can have something that is causing discomfort to us, and it might even cause concern for us. And in this case, COVID-19 is a very good example of that. It can be a very significant respiratory illness. Most of us have can have symptoms that we can actually manage at home. So if we're having that fever, maybe that cough, maybe that shortness of breath, and it's starting to seem like it's not getting better or it's continuing, that would actually be a phone call that we would start out with our healthcare provider if we have a doctor or maybe an ARNP, a nurse practitioner that we're seeing. What I love about the Palouse region at large is that if we do not have a medical provider and we're having those symptoms that seem to be continuing, we can call one of our hospitals or we can go to one of the urgent clinics. So for example, in Pullman, it's Pullman Ready Care. And in Moscow, there are two urgent cares. There's one through Gritman and then there's one through the CHAS system. And all of those we would call ahead of time and say, here are my symptoms. What do you recommend I do? We might hear the nurse on the 
phone that's doing triage, checking what our symptom concerns are and deciding to tell us to come in and we would see a physician or we would see a nurse practitioner or they might tell us stay at home and try these three things first. So COVID can be a condition that we can often manage ourselves if we have an understanding what's the best treatment for ourselves after we've talked to a physician. Okay. Thank you. Um, so one question from an EMS perspective, and I should say that, that you, along with the uh, District for Rural Fire Commissioners, the joint uh, Police Joint Fire Board, put together a very helpful sheet, and I think it's still up to date, right? Uh, it came, is up to date, came yes. out March 19th, has some of the same information. We might be able to post a link to a PDF yes. of it. Uh, but what's different for uh, for folks if if they have to call in 911 and EMS comes or they see EMS responding around town and they see something different. Are there things you want community members to know about yeah. how EMS will be responding to calls? Yeah, particularly this time with this um, emerging COVID um, flu that's going on, um, we would be asking, which is different than we would normally have done, as we arrive at your home and we're going to come as quick as we've always been able to, we're going to have one person come to the door. And the first thing we're going to ask are, is anybody in the, in the family or are you having symptoms of fever, cough? shortness of breath, which are hallmark signs of COVID. And if that answer is yes, then you will see that person put on um, some protection for breathing. It's called a respirator, and they're like a half mask. You might have seen people when they paint, you'd see this little mask on your face, and it's a reusable one. And that's so that we can be healthy and able to provide help to you. So you'll see us in additional personal protective equipment, sometimes called PPE. So if those symptoms are present and there's a fever, we would be putting the mask on as we enter the home. We, of course, would have our gloves on. You might see us put a gown on, and that's simply because COVID is most often spread through airborne particles. As we're breathing, it's, we're spreading it in the room. And we have an incredible crew that's been with us a long time, but we're small, like many of our uh, volunteer uh, EMS across the county, and we have to stay well to help others as well as help you. So that's how you'll see a difference in what we are wearing. The care will be the same, but what we're wearing would look different. Okay. So a difference in one person coming to the door, maybe some questions before immediate care, and, and the crew will be wearing um, slightly different equipment, but but personal protective equipment. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, any myths or issues or things you've been hearing, you know, out there in the community that are, you know, myths or or misleading information that you may want to debunk about uh, COVID or you know how you can get rid of COVID or uh, have you run into anything like that? Um, I, I, I've seen a some stuff, but I just wondered if there was anything you were worried about that, uh, that might be concerning people. You know, I, I think the reality is, is we need to be, um, take, um, comfort in knowing that in reality, 
most of us are able to manage our symptoms at home. Okay. We don't need to necessarily even go to our doctor. Um, rest is important. Fluids are important. And just reducing our activity level really becomes important. And the other thing I want to talk about is the testing. Not everybody actually needs to be tested. And that program is becoming incredible on the Palouse. We're seeing more tests being available. And since you mentioned that um, kind of an informational piece from March 19th, one new thing has happened here in our region that's really good. And I would like people to consider that if, if they're looking for maybe be thinking about getting a test for COVID. They've had those main symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath. Pullman Regional Hospital now has a drive-through testing. It's nine to five and it's seven days a week. And it's really incredible. And um, you can show up, you can arrive and you will uh, meet with a person initially and they will talk to you about what your symptoms are. If you have symptoms that they believe could be COVID, doesn't mean that they are, but they could be, then they would they would actually do a test right there and then for you. And if they feel like you actually don't have those symptoms, then they would provide other um, advice to you as to what to do next just to maintain your normal health. A week ago, we didn't have that where we could regularly, readily get into a testing system, and we do now. That's great. That's great to know. Is that, is the test free as well? I'd heard that. Is that? Great question. Yeah. So if you um, have insurance, it would get billed through your insurance. Um, Although we are hearing that at some point, um, anything related to COVID will end up there. Won't it like, it won't go against your deductible, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It, okay. it would still go through your insurance, but you, it wouldn't count towards your deductible. One of the things you might have them ask you is if you have had um, a test for flu or strep. They're actually testing for flu and strep first before they test for COVID because we are at the end of the flu season like you've talked about. And in some cases, people have what we now are so happy to hear about oh you just have the flu you know (laughs) yeah yeah um, never thought of it like that before (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly but it it would be a bill to your insurance and if you were on state care state services too then it would go through that so it's a good opportunity for people that just feel like they want to see if they should be tested and then actually have the opportunity right there and then to do it well, those are my main questions, Annie. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us or share with the community? You know, one of the things that we're seeing because we're doing so much more testing is we're seeing um, a lot more negative results. You know, th- those those are coming out regularly now, and I think that's a real hallmark to show that in our state we're doing a much better job of um, – doing social distancing. And I have to say, I think our Palouse community has been great, and I think it's been hard for us. Our churches have temporarily stopped. Our restaurants have temporarily stopped. But what's happening is we're staying connected by actually taking care of each other on a one-on-one, whether that's through connecting over phones or putting uh, little programs together, doing what you guys are doing. We're not losing the connection as a community, but we're also honoring that we've got to stand back a little bit, literally, to get well and to stay well. Yeah, I think the community is doing well with this. Yeah. 
stay home and stay healthy, as the the governor yeah. said. So, you know, I saw something the other day. It's actually on the reader board into Colfax, and it says, "Stay home, limit travel, save lives." Mm. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Annie, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Wish we could see you face to face, but uh, soon enough. And thank you for all you do. And yeah, uh, you know, I want to say, Corey, that yeah. for the for the CMS crew, we see it as a privilege, and we feel we're invited into people's homes. Yeah. And at a time when they're not feeling well, and we respect and honor that, and it's a uh, we work beside them to help them find the best route of care and it's a privilege for our Palouse crew to serve the community it sure is it sure is um i serve with annie if anybody didn't know that i was kind of keeping that out but it's a privilege to serve so annie thank you for being a great leader yes and, thank you gentlemen and thank you for being with us today tim's going to sign us out you can stay on the line if you want and we'll talk to you a bit after the show's over but tim will you take us out i will so thank you all for listening this has been Tim and Corey and our special guest, Annie Pillars, coming to you from our Hilltop studio in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a blessed day, a safe and healthy day. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening.